Hi there. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And this last week I heard the song, because you know the holiday songs are coming up, and I found it fascinating that I did not have an episode recorded for this week. I totally miscounted the number of episodes I would need for December and didn't have one done. And I thought, I'm going to let Spirit tell me what the message is this week. What is the topic? And I was driving along listening to some holiday music and Home for the Holidays came up. And as I'm singing along with old Michael Bublé, I was, you know, just thinking about this in the context of actually people going home for the holidays and meeting with families and what that means in my life, what it means for most of my clients and what it means for the general population. And then I started thinking about, well, what does that mean to actually be coming home? And because most of us, let's be honest, um, are not going home to our, you know, literal child home, childhood homes. Um, we've become so mobile that this isn't something that's likely to happen for a lot of people. And what does home even mean? And yes, sometimes my head does wander into, often it wanders into these question places because I really believe that being curious is one of the gifts of being human. So <laughs> why not ask all the questions? And then I had this most amazing flush of energy run through me, which is often an indication of my own heads up from my guides, uh, from spirit, from angels that it's, I joke and say incoming, you know, so there's a download about to happen. And when that happens, when I experience that, I really pay attention. And you might want to do that for yourself. Often intuition will give you a physical response um, or an experience before the information drops in. It's just that we're often so busy, we kind of miss those things. I've become very tuned to it because even when I'm working with a client and we're in the midst of the you know, pretty practical part of coaching where we're talking about goals and intentions and what do they want to create. I'm still scanning for the intuitive hits to make sure that I'm providing a full service, to make sure that I'm <laughs> meeting my uh, marketing points of you get an intuitive coach with me. And oftentimes what will happen is I'll have these whooshes of energy that go through me or my ears will get really hot or there will be an indication of even a discomfort in my own body will help me know if the person is experiencing one in theirs. So this was happening as I was driving along and I had this whoosh. So I turned the music down and tuned into my own auditory process and was listening for the guidance that came up. And what I heard was invite them home. And I thought, okie dokie, who am I inviting? And do I have to cook? Uh, well, <laughs> what does this entail? And because I wasn't thinking about podcast subjects or anything of that nature, or even writing or doing my blog or anything, I was thinking about the idea of home. And 
so I asked some clarifying questions. What is this relating to? Um, is this something that I need to get on right now? How is this pertinent to people? And what do you mean by invite? So with that, you know, if you get really good at having a dialogue with spirit, it does work this efficiently. It, you have to put the work in, you know, there's no magic wand to any of this, but this is an example of putting the work in. I'm driving anyway. It's not like I have anything else to do at the time. I have to pay attention to being on the road. I may as well ask the questions and receive the information and yes, keep your eyes open so you can see where you're going. So when I heard invite them home and I asked all these questions, the rest of the message came in of invite them home to themselves. And so that's what this podcast episode is about. It's about inviting you home to yourself. And the idea of honoring and respecting who you are deep inside of who you are to that place of a feeling of home. And even if you've not experienced this in your physical lifetime, I believe we have that innate connection that GPS wise from a soul level directs us inward to our home and that home being the connected space of soul and being the whole person that you are. And oftentimes when people are passing and they're in that transition period and people say, well, they're tired. Often the statement is, I want to go home. Well, where does that come from? Because even the people who don't profess to have any kind of deep spiritual or religious connection will say that and they'll say, I want to go home. It's a knowing that we all have within us that is pre-installed, if you will, at the soul level and gives us a feeling of peace, of acceptance, of love. And so what I'd like to do is take the message of spirit and extend it to you and invite you to come home to yourself, to drop deep inside that place that is your true home. It's where you can rest. It's where you have say of who you are and you have choice and you hopefully are rooted in the connection with divine and the divine of yourself. And it's when you have that connection, there is a sense of relaxation that happens for your physical body. So the soul sends the message of, you remember this, right? This is your home place. Well, we don't only have to experience it in the non-physical. We can experience it here in everyday life. And it, when you know of this, you can start to practice it. And then you can have both the experience of being joyfully human and the experience of being eternal soul. And that's, I think, where the relaxation comes in. And you can let go of some of the worries that might be the day-to-day -day stuff that really aren't all that important and discover the experience of meeting you. I feel like a lot of the work I do in coaching and teaching and intuitive development is really to introduce people to themselves. 
I see the essence of who someone is and they may bring to me their beliefs about themselves and we'll work with that. And I will still hold that place of wholeness. I will hold that energy and respect of, I know you to be a soul who is doing the best that they can do as their human self in this moment and yet still wants more because that's exactly what the soul and the human self came in to do. So I can be here as the one representing your future self while helping to guide you there. And I really do believe that that's one of my greatest abilities and skills is I'm not fooled <laughs> by what I'm seeing, um, but I will hold that love place. And that's, I have a couple clients who said, you have so much patience. And I'm like, well, I do when I see the true essence of the person. And when I see that you're actually trying, you're working it and you're confused or you have belief systems that we haven't uncovered yet, but you're really showing up. Um, I have no patience for BS. So I am clear with people who come to me who just want to develop their intuition in order to have influence over someone else. That's not going to fly here. Nope. So this idea of coming home and invite them to come home to themselves, I feel like is what, you know, perhaps I already know on some level and I'm trying to help others to arrive at so that they may be in the world with this feeling of peace too. So I came up with some points to talk about and to share that hopefully will help you to consider that this feeling and understanding that you are connected with divine energy and can be for every moment of your day. Now that doesn't mean that you're sitting in, you know, lotus position and oming all day long. I believe true spiritual work happens when we're active in our life, when we are putting the pedal to the metal, when we are asking ourselves to rise above what the current situation is and to be accepting of self and others. We work, I think, so hard to produce an image of who we are in the world and we spend very little bit of time actually understanding who we are at home within ourselves. And why? Well, that's work. I mean, it's, it's challenging to ask yourself the questions of, well, why don't I like myself? Or do I believe what others have said of me? Um, it, that takes consciousness. It takes effort. And I think sometimes people just don't want to do it. And I know that there is often an inflation of how difficult this is. When I say it's work, it doesn't mean that we're digging trenches all day long. It may in fact mean that we have learned to release tension and release blocks in order to see who we are, to surrender to that light that is inside of you, that is your heart space, that is from the soul and discover that feeling of connectivity with self and with everything else that exists. When you 
decide that you'd really like to meet who you are with all your, you know, bells and whistles and your <laughs> foibles and your unique characteristics, there's, there is that surrendering and you stop fighting the idea that we have to project this image to other people. The fact that we put more effort into other people liking us than we are into liking ourselves has always been pretty sad to me. And I've spent my time, my share time of avoiding myself too. And I'm just done with that. So I'm hoping you'll join me in this not so radical idea of self-acceptance and actually attending to yourself and taking the effort to change what it is you may not like about yourself. The inner conflicts that are there can resolve themselves when you're willing to look at everything. So even when someone's presenting to me um, their perception of who I am, I listen and I listen with all of my faculties. There may be a moment where I want, I can feel like I want to shut it down. They, I don't want this type of honesty from someone else, but there's more of a desire to be without my own self-judgment that I'm like, okay, just going to lay myself open, be vulnerable and hear what this other person has to say. And it may not be my truth. It may be that I hear it and then I decide that that is not who I know myself to be. And I can appreciate that they're bringing me this information, but I don't have to accept it. So when you're open and you're willing to look at all of your cobwebs and the things that make you up and, and be in that excited place, you feel more at home in this world that can feel, you know, ungrounding and disconcerting. And it helps you to have a trust because if there's no inner conflict that has to be resolved, you actually engage with less outer conflict. So someone might be bringing you that conflict, but you can say, no, thank you. And when you know what the inner turmoil is and that, yes, it could be fed by that ego part of you and you accept that, nope, I'm never going to be 100% perfect because it doesn't freaking exist. There's a relaxation that happens. And this is all part of coming home to self. If you only see what's wrong with you or what needs to be improved and you're kind of relentless about it, it's not going to bring a heck of a lot of joy to your life. It, in order to change, we do need to see those things, but we also have to be accepting of the fact that this is one big experiment in being human. And the more we're willing to, <laughs> you know, uh, blow a few things up or have an experiment fail or have a hypothesis be totally bunk, total bunk, happiness can follow, right? Because there's a relaxation around it. There's a knowing that I have a divine intelligence within me and when I'm home in that, when I'm in a place of joy about actually being able to 
try things, to be curious about things. There's this intelligence that knows what challenges are and actually gets excited about them rather than being miserable and constantly pointing out to others and self what's wrong with you. You get to start looking at what is um, supported, what is light, what is love. When you come from a place of being at home with yourself, whatever is going on outside of yourself, you see as its own experience, its own reflection of the molecules coming together and experience happening. And you don't take it as personally. So that's why if somebody's bringing you information or commenting on who you are or acting in a way that triggers some old stuff for you, you can start to unhook those triggers. You can get rid of those buttons you're saying everybody pushes because if you don't have the buttons, I promise you no one's going to push it. And part of the reason that and part of the way to removing triggers and, and buttons is looking at them and saying, okay, well, what activated it? Is it my feeling of insecurity? Is there a doubt about my own light, my own love that's within me? We all have it. We all got it coming in here and we forget it. And that's very sad to me. So part of my work and, and my intention in this lifetime is to remind everyone that you have it in there and you might have to go looking for it. You might have to push yourself a little bit, but you can do it because you have that knowledge of that home space that exists. It's like when ET's little heart would light up. Well, that's what that was. That's his home space. And when he said, home, <laughs> hey, I can almost do it with just getting over a cold. <laughs> Like, that's what the message was. It wasn't necessarily about going home to his planet. It's home within himself, the home and the that's inside your heart. That's that sacred place. And I'm talking about eternal heart, not the organ that we call the heart. So when you release the idea of perfection or um, ego-driven what other people think of me, there's a relaxation and a trust that happens in the universe that there aren't any mistakes. There are choices to be made and there's understanding that we can come about something. And yes, we can do things differently. So I like to think of things as tweaking. If something didn't go well, well, I need to tweak that. What, what part of the formula in this science experiment that we call life, did I not get correctly? You know, so there's a saying that home is where the heart is, but I actually think it's reversed. I think we are wherever your heart is, wherever your home with inside yourself is, you can be at home anywhere. Um, Mike and I are currently looking for a place to buy together. And I have said to him many times, I can be anywhere because I'm portable and I take myself and my connection to spirit and my connection to the people in my life with me wherever I go. So wherever we are, I can feel at home there. 
Now, do I know about myself? Don't put me in the middle of a city. Yes, I know that because the energy would short circuit me and I would not be a delightfully home person. So it's taken me years ago, even like when my husband and I bought our home together, I didn't really have an opinion about it. I just knew we had to buy a house. Here we go. And I thought I was being passive and like I wasn't even invested in it. And it wasn't until later that I realized, oh no, I really am good wherever I go because I bring me with me. And part of this is learning to like yourself. We spend so much time wanting other people to like us, but where is that practice of learning to like yourself so much that you actually don't take that into consideration anymore? because you're so calm, you're so playful and you know, engaging with other people if you choose to be, you don't have to be, um, that you like who you are. So you bring that to whatever interaction is there. It's a whole heck of a lot less work to be with someone who actually likes themselves. And again, we don't have to like them. It's more important that they like themselves. And it's different to like yourself and appreciate who you are and being self-centered. I'm not talking about loving oneself so much in a narcissistic sense. I'm talking about understanding that you're really not all that big of a deal except to yourself. And then when you feel like you're a big deal and your life is a big deal and that your soul is a big deal, you actually stop being an egomaniac and believe that about yourself, then you bring that calmness to the world. So I'm inviting you to come home to yourself, to get to know yourself so well that if, when aspects come up that you don't like about yourself, you don't see it as a judgment place or as something that's quote unquote wrong with you, you see the opportunity to shift. Like I just said to Mike the other day, he said to me that someone really appreciated some time we spent together and said, I'm a keeper. And I said, well, I appreciate that, but that's because she, she doesn't know that I swear like a sailor. And he's like, you do not. And I said, I actually do. Okay. I don't get into the really rough language, but my go-to in expression will be words that I don't want to use because I think a sign of intelligence is using other words <laughs> rather than four-letter ones. And I said to him, this is something that I've set as my next level of appreciating myself, liking myself, and honestly, feeling like I can be with anyone and not have that habit of S-H-I-T or D-A-M-N um, or, you know, the F one, uh, and not have that come up because I don't know if it's just spending so much time with myself, but ooh, they have become my adjectives and I don't want that. I want intelligent conversations. There's a place for those things when you stub your toe or somebody tells you such amazing information and you're like, no. S-H-I-T. Like there's places for that. But this part of knowing myself is recognizing when there's a little nudge in there that, or this discord within myself. And I could completely listen to him and say, oh yeah, you're right. But I know that's not true. I know that 
those words come out of my mouth way too often and I don't like it and I'm shifting it. So that's one of my intentions. But that's also an example of coming home to where you live with deep with inside of you. I have to like who I am. And it's nice that this other person said, because I had a really good time with her too, but it's nice that that's there. But it's honestly more important to me since I spend all my time with myself that I don't have this aspect that I don't like about me, that I honestly put the effort in to shift that. So that might mean that when I feel it coming up within myself, I simply close my mouth and I don't let the word come out because it's just a habit. So it will shift in time. But can you see how this could be a place where I really judge myself and I really get harsh with myself and create a resistance actually to releasing this habit? So whatever your habit is, let's surround it with some love. Let's surround it with some understanding, but also put in place what is the goal If my goal is to use these words less, I'm actually going to look at the opposite side of that. And I'm going to look at it from a perspective of what do I want to have in there more? So what I did was I signed up for a word of the day to expand my knowledge there. And honestly, so one day I will beat him at Scrabble one day, one day. That's my goal. Just one game. (laughs) So what I decided to do was fill my tank up rather than deplete it and be harsh towards myself. And you can use this in every area of your life. We have to stop making it so hard. So if there are parts that you don't approve about yourself, they're welcome to come home too. They are welcome to be embraced by you. And if you don't make it a project or a big have to do this, and you are open to experiencing yourself in a different way and being more gentle and loving and and bringing in peace to yourself, then likely the parts that you don't approve of are going to dissipate, right? And 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 they will become less chaotic and less loud within your head at your own head. Because when you're center of yourself, your heart, your soul self, that light, when it's fully relaxed and yes, lit up with divine energy, there's deep breath that happens. There's a sanctity that happens and it becomes a sanctuary that you begin to want to spend more time in quiet and less time listening to distractions or watching that horrible reality TV, unless it's that baking show nailed it. If you haven't seen it and you need a good laugh, oh my goodness. Talk about raising vibration. It is hysterical. And (laughs) a little diversion there. But taking the quiet time, you will actually start to, when you know this feeling of being at home with self and you will want to create more space with yourself, the quiet time, the time for contemplation and asking questions and recognizing that, yes, you have a story, but you aren't your story. You are a being 
of amazing capacity and brilliant intelligence and soul lit love. And that deserves to be the representation of you in life and not this list or this litany of things that you don't do well. So get rid of the story by acknowledging that, yeah, I have a story and I'm listening to it and I'm looking at it and assessing how I can shift into living rather than retelling my story over, over all over the time. Um, when you're looking at what you don't like, it will reveal what you want. And then this becomes a grounding practice. And this becomes a gift that you actually give yourself of spending time with you and finding <laughs> and allowing the, that uniqueness to come to light. I love the TikTok app for this. I have, I'll say met, although we haven't met, so many amazing beings on there. And it just reinforces my idea that we are all here to contribute to a greater whole. And when we're doing that from a place of self-loving and acceptance and appreciation, we will then give out that energy too. And it will be a ripple effect. And um, I ha heard feedback from someone who had asked Mike at a get together we were at if I knew everybody in the room and I had actually not met any of them except for one person in the room and he's like nope that's just Vicky and at first I like I heard it I took it in and I as recent as six months ago, I might have gone into, oh wait, I was, was I too loud? Was I taking over? Was I being bossy? What was I doing? Oh my goodness. Like that would have been there. But this last six months, I've really been practicing this inviting myself home, really embracing who I am and liking who I am and liking that I can see the parts of me that I don't like <laughs> so that I can shift them. So when this was um, told to me, I was able to receive it and think such gratitude towards this other person who I didn't even really get to talk to at this get together, but he observed that of me. Well, I have to believe that he observed it of me because he has that within him, right? So you better believe the next get together, I'm going to be over there um, getting to know him a little bit better. But I honestly went into this get together. Okay, it was the first time I was at a party in two years and I was really excited to see other humans. That was part of it. But mostly I want to practice being the example of self-acceptance and being so comfortable within myself that whatever happens, I'm going to roll with it. So then I can provide this for other people. And when I reflected back on what he had, this other gentleman had observed to Mike, I am grateful because he didn't have to say that. And Mike didn't have to share that. And yet I feel like this is the data <laughs> that I actually need for my experiment of if I'm truly holding who I am, I get to be more present for other people. I get to really see their beauty and their uniqueness and to really bring a calmness that I feel within 
to the room and to the event. And there was a baby. I got to play with a baby for an hour. I was, oh, there's little souls just light me up. Um, and to that point, there's going to be some podcasts coming up for you parents um, uh, talking about how to help these little lights that are coming in to remain in their soul self, to really like who they are without creating a bunch of self-centered little boogers. So can you invite yourself home this holiday season? Can you light the fire, um, turn on some beautiful music, be waiting there with a hug for yourself? Can you really relax your heart a little bit so that it's easier to show some light? And I know that this might be scary. Um, it may be incredibly, um, hmm, I'm not able to come up with a word, so let's not create it. It may be exciting for you, and you may read that as scary because of past experiences. But remember, you're not your story. Remember when I said that? Okay, good. <laughs> when you allow and invite self home, maybe you, maybe you put up two cups of tea, and you sit there, and you, you put the other cup there, and you say, come on in. And maybe you do this for 30 seconds to start. And then maybe it's a minute tomorrow. And then maybe you do it when you're in your car all by yourself. Maybe you do it when you're in line behind someone um, where you don't have anything else to do except be there in line behind someone. Um, maybe you do it when you decide not to go to that family gathering because they are not accepting of who you are, or they are judgmental poops, or they are homophobic, or they are racist, or they are stuck in their own fears about the virus and everything. Maybe part of you arriving in home and yourself is saying no thank you to the external practices of others. But when you do this and you listen to what's at home within yourself, it will bring that peace within you. That might feel so different from what you felt before that you want to bolt on it, but please don't. Please sit there with your hands warmed by a cup of whatever your favorite beverage is and just breathe into it. Speak to it like you would a, a small child who wants to come home so bad, but doesn't quite know how to get themselves there. You may end up falling in love with yourself and related to that, you may fall in love with this world and with the experience that we're in with all the other dynamic and diverse personalities. And you may just find that you are at home wherever you are because you have invited and embraced yourself to come home to you.
This is my wish for you, not only for this holiday season, but for the entire experience of humanity. Because I know with every fiber of my being and eternal self that the answer to what we have out there is love with whatever turmoil is going on. And that love has to start at home and it has to start with self. And I'm so grateful for you being here and being part of my world that I love so much and being part of this podcast and the universe that is simply amazing. And I want everybody <laughs> to see it in their own amazing way too. Thank you. Thank you to my guides for sending that message through. Thank you to your guides for sending it to my, mes my guides so that it may get through. And I am so grateful, so very grateful. Many blessings. See you in the next episode. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together that is a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to vickibaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me.